Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of a new podcast we're calling Get Unstuck and On Target. We're speaking with inspiring business leaders to uncover tips and tools to help you break down the barriers that are keeping you or perhaps your business stuck. I'm Mike O'Neill with Bench Builders, and joining me today is my colleague, Rhonda Beard. Welcome, Rhonda. Thank you, Mike. Well, it's good to have you on this very first episode. You know, we've known each other for a long time, worked together for a great deal of time, but there are folks who are listening or watching right now who have not met you yet. So would you mind introducing yourself and tell those folks a little bit about you and kind of what you have done to get you to this point today? Sure. And thanks for inviting me to join the first episode, Mike. I'm really excited to kick this off. And I know we'll have many, many great guests join us in future episodes. But um, basically, I have a background in human resources, a little bit of operations background. I started in banking, uh, worked about nine years in banking, retail banking, investments, and then went into human resources. So I have HR experience in banking, as well as in manufacturing, logistics, distribution, and actually left corporate America about a year ago to join Bench Builders. So I joined Bench Builders just uh, last summer in 2019 and really with the inspiration and hope to be able to do more training and assist other businesses with some of their HR needs. So I've, I've been in businesses where we've created an HR department, created all of the HR uh, materials and guidelines and everything that was needed to set up an HR department and move it forward. And that's what I really like to do and have been able to now do with several companies. So thrilled to be back working with you again, Mike, and uh, have been with Bench Builders now for a little over a year. It's hard to believe it's been a year. It's been an eventful year to say the least. We'll come to probably the last six months here, here in a few minutes, but you describe the different parts of businesses that you have supported And I would suspect in your career, what you see over and over again are the same types of issues. If you were to kind of generalize and say, what are the things that you have seen in your career that get businesses stuck? What comes to mind? Well, again, in in different industries, there are gonna be some different things for sure, but there's a lot of commonalities as employers And the last several years, what I've seen most of are difficulties recruiting, trying to find good people, uh, what methods to use as technology changes, as candidates change, the labor market changes, uh, finding people, finding best methods for interviewing, assessing skill sets, really getting down into the detail of your candidates to get as much information as possible to make sure you're making a good hire. So recruiting has definitely been a big challenge that a lot of people have been stuck on. Retention, once you get good people in, you certainly want to keep them because it takes so much time and effort to recruit good people and you don't want to have to continue to recruit over and over and over. So a lot of businesses have had difficulties, particularly the last few years where we're getting multiple generations in the workplace now in trying to set up workplaces, trying to set up environments, and benefits that are attractive to five different generations right now. And they're all different. 
So managing and leading in an environment where you have a lot of different needs, a lot of different priorities with different generations, different backgrounds, a lot more diversity in the workplace, trying to put things in place to retain all of those variations of employees is extremely challenging. And then I would say um, something else that we see businesses stuck on quite a bit is really just not having a good business plan, not having long range plans on what you're gonna do with your business. Short range plans are pretty easy because you know what's happening today and you can plan around that today. But knowing what's going to happen tomorrow or knowing what's going to happen in the future and trying to build plans around that is hard. So a lot of businesses get stuck on that and they don't either don't know how to do it or they have plans in place, but they're just not executing the way that they need to to successfully manage their business. And then when you have changes in your business, like we've had just a few of recently, it becomes more difficult to put plans in place if you didn't have any even to start with. So you don't even have anything to pivot from, but now you have to create something brand new because so many things have changed and you didn't have a foundation to begin with. So I would say those are the most common things that I've seen and heard from businesses that they deal with and get stuck on and need help with on a pretty regular basis. I'd like to go through a number of those, maybe in turn. Um, the approach we would like to take on this podcast is this is going to be much less of a like an interview and much more like a conversation. And with that being said, one of the first things you made reference to is finding good people that companies have have historically gotten stuck on mm -hmm. finding good people. What's getting them stuck? Well, I think there's, there's obviously a lot of different things. Part of it could be just having the time to dedicate to recruiting. So, you know, if you're a desirable company and you have people lined up out the door ready to come and work for you, then that's a little bit easier. But if you're not, you have to go find them. It's trying to figure out how to find people, where to find them, and it's difficult to get in touch with people. And with the labor market, the way that it's been previous to the last few months, we've had a really strong labor market. So candidates have their choice of jobs and companies have to find ways to make themselves look more attractive and be the company of choice for people that have choices. So trying to get to people and get the right information to them and even just connect with them, even though we have so many more methods of communicating with people today, it's just very tough to reach people and even talk to them sometimes. So I think that most difficult part of recruiting is just finding, finding the right people, knowing where to find them, and then trying to figure out what's going to be important to them to showcase your company. Because not only do candidates have to sell themselves, companies have to sell themselves to candidates too. So finding ways to sell your company to people to make it be their choice can be real challenging. You know, you mentioned uh, retaining uh, employees has historically been a challenge, but then you did something kind of interesting. You brought to our attention that we're trying to retain, in some cases, multiple generations in the workplace simultaneously. Mm -hmm. uh, as my understanding, we may have as many as five generations represented in the workforce right now. But is, is that what you're referring to? And that is 
sometimes companies get stuck on how do they go about retaining multiple generations and keeping the people you want to keep? Right. Yeah. And, and what I tell companies a lot of times when they're trying to figure out how to develop retention plans or what to put in place for employees that's going to be important to them is you need to, you need to ask them, ask your employees what's important to them. And the challenge with that is you've got a big variation in generations right now. So what's going to be important to your baby boomers is different than what's going to be important to your millennials or now Gen Z. So there's differences in priorities and what's important to people and trying to develop programs or a work environment or workplace culture that fits all of those is really tough. It's not a one size fits all. So a part of that is also developing your leadership to make sure your leadership knows how to communicate with people of different generations and different priorities and be able to, to kind of flex their communication style and their leadership style, depending on the individuals that they're dealing with, because that's what many employees want is they want strong leadership that's going to listen to them, that's going to help them with the things that are important to them give them development opportunities, and really just give them all the tools and resources they need to do a good job. So those are some basic things that, that most employees want, but the way that we provide it to them is very different depending on the generation that they're in. So managing and attracting and retaining and recognizing people in different generations is really, has really become a tough, tough thing for leaders these days. Now, you went through a number of things that you've seen in your career that have been challenges for businesses, uh, regardless of circumstances. But the last six months, we've been all hit and hit hard by COVID. And your response was, you know, looking back over your career. But what are you, have you seen? What are the things that have kind of gotten companies stuck as a direct result of COVID? Well, I think it was a lot of companies have really tried to develop their leadership and tried to get things in place that are important to employees, create a good workplace, create you know, flexibility, create some fun at work, recognition programs, a lot of things that most companies know are effective. It's become a lot tougher for companies to do that for a lot of reasons, a lot of obvious reasons, but um, you know, some of them being, first of all, you have a very disconnected workforce right now. Many people are working from home or aren't working because of family situations or maybe doing a different job than they were doing before. Uh, you have businesses that have just been distracted by trying to do things to stay in business, making changes to their business model or their plans or their marketing and sales strategies just to deal with the challenges in, in their business that they now have to um, do differently just to stay afloat. So I think a lot of the distractions right now have really made it tough for people to stay on track with plans that they may have had. So this is where I was talking about a little earlier. If you don't have a business plan, then it's going to be very difficult to plan for the future. And even if you do have a business plan or have had, it's difficult right now. So a lot of people are are really focused on the present and it's very difficult to plan for the future because we don't know what that holds. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a plan in place and that plan might have an A, B, and C to it. You know, what if this happens, then this will be our route. Or if this happens, this will be our route. 
So at least trying to have some plans in place to deal with what you can anticipate may be coming is going to help businesses stay focused a lot more than obviously having nothing in place. Um, but just the distractions of employees right now, the distractions of business owners and leaders of just trying to figure out how to run their business in a whole different environment that we've never dealt with before. Ronnie, you made a comment about planning for the future, and I get a little tired of hearing about the term uncertain future, but what I am very keenly aware of is a company prior to COVID um, had its own unique culture. And one of the challenges that I'm hearing from, from clients is how do you maintain that through all of these types of distractions? Um, you know, if you look back in the last six months and you look at what we've had to deal with just on the compliance front, can, I mean, it's hard to list all the things that from a government standpoint, employers are having to do now and keep up with. Can you maybe just hit a couple of the high points of what those might be for those who have not, say, participated in our prior sure. webinar series? Sure. And, you know, the one that comes to mind, obviously, uh, right off the top is FFCRA. And that's been for smaller employers under, under 500 people. And I think from, from my perspective, at least, the benefit is there's these great opportunities out there for companies to be able to offer paid sick leave, paid family leave for their employees, whereas a small company, they may have not been able to do that before. And now that's available, which is great. The downside and the difficulty for smaller employers is that, again, being a smaller employer, they may not have the staff to be able to handle all of the paperwork and record keeping and research and compliance that goes along with communicating that, making sure you are in compliance, filing all the paperwork. So it's a great benefit, but there's a lot of work that comes along with it to make sure you're handling it correctly. And I think you know, our government has really tried to do everything they can to supplement income for employees, to help employers who are suffering. But again, the, the resources to handle all of that correctly has been a real challenge. And, uh, and I hear from employers you know, quite often that they think they understand, but then something new comes up or something changes. And you know, we just got noticed last week about some updates to FFCRA that I think a lot of companies don't even know about. So because this has come so fast and furious, there was a lot of things that had to get put in place fast and furious, which meant they weren't complete. And so changes kept coming and coming and coming every week and updates and it just makes it so difficult for companies to keep up with that information. Even though it's good, it's difficult to keep up with because things are changing so rapidly around you every day. And, uh, and then you have the concern about being in compliance with new things that there's no notice of or that maybe you didn't even know about. So definitely a resource problem for a lot of small companies to keep up with all of the changes that they've faced the last several months. Rhonda, as you and I have worked together, we've kind of stepped back and we've identified the folks that we most commonly interact with kind of fall into three categories. They're business owners, they're key leaders, or they're running HR. And much of the things we've talked about thus far has been more along the kind of the HR front. Assuming we have business owners and key leaders also listening in on our podcast, if you were to step back from your perspective, 
how has COVID affected business owners? How has COVID affected people who are tasked with leading the entire organization? What's on their plate? Well, I think as business owners and leaders, you obviously have two arms of this. One is your business and one is your employees. And employees, I think, have taken such a, a front seat to a lot of the issues because there's so much going on. And, you know, we won't even get into all the school stuff right now, but so much going on with employees and their personal situations that have had to come into play in making decisions for business owners around work schedules, work places, work hours, so I think the employee portion has really taken a, a very front seat with business owners, but the business part of it as well is trying to make sure your business is staying afloat for your employees and for your customers. And some of the things that business owners have had to deal with either because they were closed and had to figure out how to reopen or never did close and had to figure out how to get new things in place as they were continuing to run their business have again been a real challenge just with the continued changes and guidelines, keeping your employees safe, putting all the new safety measures in place to make sure employees are safe at work. And then in many time, in many cases, customers, if you have customers coming into your office, it's another set of anxiety and worries of making sure your customers feel safe in your workplace and how to communicate with customers. I think a lot of companies have figured out how to set up telework for their employees and are figuring out how to manage that. And it's been pretty effective, but not everybody has figured out how to manage telemeetings with customers and how to make them effective because that relationship just isn't there over a video. And so trying to figure out ways to keep and develop and sustain relationships with customers has been really tough for businesses that are typically used to face-to-face -to -face interaction with customers. And again, just figuring out if, if your business is not uh, surviving in this environment, how do you change that? How do you change your business? How do you pivot? How do you make adjustments to do something maybe 180 degrees different than you've done before just to maintain your business, to sustain it, to thrive in today's environment, and also, again, work on future plans. Um, we've used this phrase before, but having one foot in today and one foot in tomorrow. Don't lose sight of the fact that you have to make plans for how your business is going to thrive in tomorrow and next week and next month, even though we may not know what that's going to look like. So, you know, business owners I know have, have challenges with their business, with their customers, with their employees, and it's really difficult to keep it all intact. But there's a lot of help and a lot of resources, particularly for smaller businesses, as well as, as larger businesses, to help them with those resources and guidance and compliance as those changes are made. So, you know, really reach out, make sure that you're reaching out to resources that you have to help you with that so that you're not trying to shoulder it all alone. You know, Rhonda, you've mentioned several times the word small business. And as you and I know, small business is uh, a term that's oftentimes misleading. Um, mm -hmm. The Small Business Administration says, if you've got 499 employees, you're still considered small. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here listening to you just kind of list 
all the kind of challenges that business owners, that leaders, HR professionals are dealing with right now. And you just think about if that's a 20 employee or 200 employee or a 500 employee, all of those fall into small business. Right. And um, they're expected to, to look like you know, a Fortune 500, and that's just not very realistic. Um, yeah, and that's, that's generally, again, where most of our focus has been because your larger businesses do have a lot more resources. So even though a lot of them are still struggling through the same things, they have more resources available to them in-house to help with these. It is your smaller, even your two or 300 employee businesses, a lot of them just don't have all of the resources that have been needed these last several months. And so that's where we seem to be helping out a lot more businesses are, are those small to mid-size that just don't have all the resources on staff to figure these things out. As Rhonda well knows, because she's been part of this series, we just wrapped up. We will actually record the last of um, a webinar series that Bench Builders has hosted since really the very beginning of COVID. Every Thursday morning, we would invite a guest on and we would have an hour conversation with that guest. And hopefully in that time, um, also touch on some other topics, maybe HR related that might be beneficial. For those who have participated in those webinars, we're very grateful. Hundreds of folks have done that, but it was those same folks who came back to us and said, we like the webinars, but could you do something that's a little more in a bite-sized piece? So what folks are listening, what folks are watching right now is our attempt to adapt to that request. And that is we budget about a half an hour for these conversations. Um, the downside is we are trying to pack a lot in in a small amount of time. And um, hopefully what we've done in the time you and I've spent together is given our listeners a kind of a feel for the kind of the breadth and depth of the issues that we see. And if by chance you're experiencing the same, you're not alone. You can find comfort in the fact that we're all dealing with issues, sometimes for the very, very first time. Um, and as I step back and kind of look at what I've heard you shared with us, boy, oh boy, um, I kind of want to reach for the, the bottle of bare aspirin. There's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been tough. It certainly has uh, helped people to develop a lot of new skills, though I will say that. So I've heard from a lot of people who, again, they, they have learned quite a bit from the webinars that we've had. And just through trial and error of a lot of things that you just need to try, you need to do differently you know, the whole telework, the Zoom meetings, that obviously that's kind of becoming old news now, but there's still changes to adapt to. And a lot of people have learned so many new things these last few months. So that's something we have to look at as the silver lining. It's been tough, but we've all learned a lot in these last few months. And we're going to continue to learn as we work through even more challenges going forward that we may not even realize yet. Well, the questions that have come up in our webinars, the questions that we think we'll be hearing as a result of these podcasts are designed to kind of inform us. It gives us an idea of what topics should we cover in the blog series that we have and what guests should we invite um, to future um, uh, episodes. 
Um, I cannot believe we have zipped through uh, most of the time we set aside uh, here. Rhonda, um, I couldn't think of a better person to invite to have as our very first guest. Um, thank you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate being the first one and really look forward to this new new path that we're going down and I uh, can't wait to hear the future podcast with our, our new guests that we'll have as well. Thank you. Well, we're going to learn as we kind of go and thank you for being part of this. So let me make a kind of a stab. I want to thank you, Rhonda, for being with us. And I want to thank the folks who have said, let me give a listen to this new podcast. We're very appreciative um, of that. Um, we've already lined up some really great guests and I'm confident you're going to get to know them and enjoy getting to hear from them. If Rhonda is any indication of the quality of guests that we're trying to attract, that's what you can kind of look forward to. Thursdays have kind of become our tradition around here. And so our intent is to upload the latest episode in this series on Thursdays. I'm new to podcasts. I think you're relatively new to podcasts. But what we hope you will do is you'll subscribe to this podcast. You can use whatever favorite platform you want, be it iTunes, be it Spotify. Um, and we're going to encourage you and your fellow business owners, key leaders, and HR professionals to do the same. Because with those subscriptions, we are able to hear from more people as to what topics you want covered and what guests you would like us to try to line up. Now, for those who prefer a visual format, like we're doing now, we're recording this both from an audio and visual standpoint, we're gonna be uploading a visual version, a video version, I guess you will, up to YouTube. And if you want to subscribe to it, just go to the website, bench-builders.com, and there's a resource tab. Hit the resource tab and you can subscribe not only to the podcast, but you also can uh, subscribe to the blog. And we hope between the two, it will help you stay kind of informed of the topics and um, hopefully stay in a position by which if you sense that you're kind of moving towards getting stuck, maybe it will offer some, some ideas that might will help get unstuck. And if that's the case, we're delighted by that. So I want to thank everybody who is participating in this. I want to thank you for joining us and we hope to have you back for our next episode. Thanks, everybody.